0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Today is, I believe, it's November 6th. We're doing an earlier episode than normal. Um, Jonathan will not be with us today. I had to do an earlier show, but Quinn will be with us. But thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. We can't miss a show during football season. That's just all there is to it. No matter what, sometimes it it can't be at the regular scheduled time. But I mark this as a private episode and what that means is you'll be able to hear it as soon as we're done airing this show. So if you're used to listening to us at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 7 o'clock, you'll still be able to do that. But this is private, and so you will not be able to know where we're going on this show right now. The only person that knows is Quinn Thomas. Quinn, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hope you had a good weekend, yep. buddy. I have. Well, it's, um, you know... One thing I want to talk about tonight and start with is the month of November, when when the football season starts in November, it's it's very hard to predict. The one reason you have rivalry games, a lot of teams have rival games, Quinn, but some teams their expect their goals are already over. For instance, if you just say if you're a four win team right now or a five win team, you can't win your conference. You're probably not going to the playoff, but your main goal is to get a bowl game. And this is why you see upsets and everything like Mississippi State yesterday at A&M. If you overlook a team this time of year and it happens, we almost did it. Auburn almost did it yesterday. I believe they looked ahead and I believe they they got very lucky. But do you find it hard to predict these games because of that when you're looking at a one- or a two-loss team, playing a team that has five losses this time of year that's getting better? Do you find it hard to predict?
1: Yeah, it can get tougher, especially especially when uh, when it's a rivalry game.
0: Well, look at Auburn yesterday; they were off wins against Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, all West teams, and you know it's sandwiched in between the Georgia game on the road next week as Vanderbilt just Vanderbilt sitting here at noon kickoff without your starting quarterback. It just, I didn't know by the way that Sean White wasn't starting until they said it on the game yesterday. Uh,
1: I didn't yeah, know.
0: I things like that. Vanderbilt is a good enough team to where if you're not looking for them, they can jump up and bite you. And I feel there were some poor officiating yesterday in that game. We'll talk about the in detail game later, but A&M, sitting here, you know, number four in the playoff committee rankings. The Bama's passed them. So what they're really waiting on is Alabama to lose a game or something, and they're, they're going to gain some more ground. But yet they forgot that Mississippi State noon kickoff in the morning on the road is, is a tough place to play, and Texas A&M was not physically or mentally prepared to play Mississippi State. Is that on the coaches or is that on the players?
1: I'd say it's on the coaches, but it really didn't surprise me that it's happened because that always happens to a and But, yeah, I'd say that's on the coaches, especially since they pretty much had two weeks to prepare for Mississippi State considering that they
0: played New Mexico State last week. Yeah, and I, I predicted that Mississippi State game. That was just a feeling I had that that could happen because of – Mississippi State's quarterback was getting better. And this team, I don't think Mississippi State makes the bowl game, but if they lost to A&M, there's no chance. But now if they can somehow upset Arkansas at home and if they can win their rival game, they make a bowl game. So all of a sudden Mississippi State's got something to fight for now that they've won. Where does a and go, Quinn, after that loss? They can't win the SEC. There's no way. Bama would have to lose three SEC games, and that's not going to happen because they don't have three left. Um, they just dropped down below Auburn in the West. Auburn is a clear cut number two in the SEC overall now. They lost their positioning, so where do they go? I know some Texas NM fans are calling for Kevin Sumlin's head because in November the month this is this is what you live for. This is what you work all season for. September and October is a, a beauty contest and the way you're getting all dressed up at the pageant is November. Kevin Sumlin never shows up and performs well in November. How long does A and M allow this to continue? This has been ever since he's been at A and M. They have not been able to win football games late in the year. Well,
1: well, if they don't uh, turn it around, if they don't do well this month, if let's say they lose to Ole Miss and LSU, then I then I think his his he his seat will be really hot. So I just think it depends how he does against Ole Miss and LSU. If he loses both, then his seat probably will be really, really hot.
0: Well, LSU, and again, you're having to predict games now for the rest of the year. Keep this in mind. LSU, their goal is over. They cannot win the – S. this was a playoff team. Remember, this was a playoff team people were predicting – Uh, Alabama gave them the third loss, and we'll break down that game in a few minutes. And you were dead on, by the way, Quinn, about Fournette. I'm glad I didn't bet with you. Thank you for not taking it. But um, here's a team that's lost their third game. They're out of the SEC race now. I mean, are they going to be able to fight hard and keep focused just to keep Ed Orgeron? I mean, is that enough for these type of diva players, these five stars? Are they going to play hard? to keep Ed on, which I think would be a mistake if they kept him. But LSU, where did they go? Now all of a sudden Florida, Tennessee needs Florida to lose to LSU. But is LSU going to be engaged the rest of the season? See, this is tricky now in November because it's easy to predict the best of the best of teams that have everything to lose sometimes better than it is these teams like LSU playing A&M, LSU playing Florida now. Um, But it's just, if you don't have something on the line right now, I'm talking about right now, very hard to predict. Yeah,
1: I think LSU will keep playing. Uh, LSU is just, those players are just kind of seem like that. They just kind of seem like that type of team, too. I think they'll keep on playing for their coach and for each other. I, I don't
0: expect LSU to quit. Yeah, I mean, and after that performance last night, yeah, they didn't play great on offense, but they was playing the NFL defense out there. You can't really hold your head down losing 10 to nothing to Alabama. I mean, um yeah, it was an ugly game. It was a very ugly game. And we'll talk about that, we'll talk about that in a few minutes, but uh the coaches poll came out, Quinn and Auburn has made a jump all the way to number 8 in the coaches poll. I don't believe the APs out yet. We will update you live when it does come out. But what do you think about Auburn right now? Even though they stumbled a little bit yesterday, they found ways to win, they had several linebackers out of the game, one ejected. How am I sounding, by the way, first of all?
1: You're sounding good.
0: Okay, good. Um, what do you think about that number eight ranking? It just it just appears to me right now Auburn is where they need to be. They They just seem like they're in a place where they need to be in order to make a run. And um very proud of what this team has done because those games yesterday are gut-wrenching games. So nobody told Vanderbilt they were supposed to come in and just lay down for Auburn because Auburn was the better team, did they? I don't think they got that memo. And um, No. And, you know, I'm proud they're number eight. I think the committee, I think one thing that's going to help, and here's what kills me, Oklahoma jumped all the way to number nine. Um uh, I just don't, I don't understand it. But here we, here we have a scenario in the committee that I don't think a team behind Auburn, even though Auburn struggled, I don't think they made a push to. If you, if you want to understand what I'm saying, is to outperform Auburn and and jump ahead of them. Does that make sense? Behind yeah. Auburn, they they were number nine, I believe, in the playoffs, and I just think that. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. I'm, I hate trying to look at something and talk at the same time, but this stupid machine here. Um, I'm trying to pull up the coaches or the uh, committee poll real quick before I, I start talking. So bear with me just a moment. Auburn at number nine. Nebraska behind them at number 10 got blown out. So good Lord, did they get blown out? We talked about Nebraska being a fraud. They lose 62 to three. It's time to to quit when you lose that bad. Florida at number 11 behind them uh, got skull drug got Arkansas, like I talked about, that was going to happen. Yeah. Penn State at 12, they won. They look good. But besides Penn State and Oklahoma, any chance Penn State or Oklahoma comes all the way up and passes Auburn? I just don't see mm-hmm.
1: that. No, I, I don't think so. I actually um, – Auburn actually will probably move up because of
0: the A&M loss. So, good good. That's a good point, but where does A&M fall to? See, they, remember they beat Auburn, but they don't look good now, and Auburn beat that team 38-14 to 14 in Starkville, the team that just dismantled A&M. Does the, does the committee keep A&M ahead of Auburn because they beat them? I don't think so. Or, I don't think so. I don't. And I'll, the reason I'll tell you no is is this reason, is Auburn has lost one game in the SEC early in the season against A&M. Ever since that game, Auburn hasn't lost a game. They've won every game since, and they've gotten better. A&M has lost to Alabama and now Mississippi State. Auburn is in the running for the West, controls their own destiny. That's why I think Auburn will be at number eight tomorrow night, Maybe even, maybe even seven. And the reason I say that, is because Arkansas beating Florida just really helped Auburn and Alabama strengthen schedule yeah. and Mississippi State. Yeah. So Yeah, so why did. Does, why, so why does, you know, do you look at it like that or do you look at A&M losing to hurt Auburn?
1: I don't think I don't think it'll hurt it at Auburn because Auburn's a whole different team than they were when they played A&M, and I think the committee sees that. So, I think uh, I think A&M's going to drop out of the
0: top ten. Well, in the coaches' poll, A&M is number eleven. So let's go through that coaches' poll real quick. We have Alabama sitting at number one with sixty-two votes. Clemson at two and two of the first-place votes. We have Michigan at three, Washington at four, Ohio State five, Louisville six, Wisconsin seven, Auburn eight, Oklahoma nine, West Virginia ten. So out of those top ten teams, I'm I'm surprised that West Virginia and Oklahoma are at top ten. But on another hand, who else are you gonna put up at number nine or number ten? I think it I think after Auburn at eight there's no other team that has a chance to get into that playoff. If you're not in the top eight right now, that coach has told that I'm to about, really, do you have a chance, uh, Quinn? I don't see anybody other than Auburn's at the bottom right now. If they went out, they go. But I don't think Oklahoma could went out and go, West Virginia, A&M, Utah, North Carolina, Penn State, Colorado at 15, Florida at 16, Oklahoma State at 17, Florida State at 18. LSU fell all the way to 19. Nebraska fell to 20th. <laughs> Western Michigan's 21. Then they dropped three places after a win. Uh, don't get that. Virginia Tech 22. Washington State 23. Boise State 24. And Baylor 25. Baylor loses by 40 at home and they're
1: ranked.
0: I <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Look, I mean, come on, guys. Baylor hasn't beaten anybody all year. Uh, you lose by 40 at home, Quinn. You lose by 40 at home. And you're ranked. Yeah, that was bad. Nebraska's still ranked. They lose by 59 on the road. But you lose by 59 and you're still ranked. And that's good yeah. to tell you. These teams, the teams are. But do you agree with my statement? With Auburn being at eight, Wisconsin could run the table, win the Big Ten and get in. Louisville could somehow slip in if people lost. Ohio State, I think, controls their own destiny. Washington controls their own destiny. Michigan controls their own destiny. Clemson, of course, and Alabama. So I don't think anybody outside of number eight could make a jump at number four right now. No way. I agree with that. Wow, you agree with me on something. That's awesome, Quinn. I mean, you're on the same page. <laughs> it's a no brainer, right? I mean, it's it's really a no brainer. I mean, yeah. Two loss tag team's not getting in, uh, two loss ACC team's not getting in, a uh, two loss SEC team outside Auburn is not getting in. A big 12 in West Virginia in all games they want, but they're not getting up into that top four. The committee had them about bottom of the barrel the other night. And I don't think the committee is going to punish some of these upper teams like David and put them – like for West Virginia, for instance, A&M is a better team than Oklahoma. I think they're a better team than West Virginia. I think the committee will speak and have them above those two teams tomorrow night or Tuesday night when they come out. I may be wrong. On that, but I just don't think you were West Virginia and Oklahoma because other teams are losing, playing in brutal conferences. I don't think you reward them for winning these games, these shootouts that they play. And uh, who did Oklahoma, Oklahoma beat Iowa State 34 to 24? That's embarrassing. To go up two places in the poll, and uh, West Virginia beats Kansas by by what, 27 points? Well, congratulations, you should have beaten by 47 points. <laughs> they go up five places. They they go up five places, and it's because everybody's losing now. This time of year, you you really have to. Two losses is not bad. You can't look at a two-loss team right now in the same light as you did back in September and October. Right? I mean, you have to look at them the whole body of work. And right now, Auburn is in prime position rival. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a quiz and see how good you are, Quinn. Auburn will be for Georgia opening up point spread on the road. Uh, seven. You're close. I said 10. The point spread opened at nine.
1: Oh. Nine, okay. nine points.
0: That's a good point spread, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Do you think it's going to stay or do you think it's going to move?
0: I think it's going to go up a little bit to about eleven when it's all said oh, and well, done. And somebody, somebody disagreed with me on that. And I, look, this is these are speculations. I'm looking at them right now, opening up um, Auburn. And I want to go over some other ones with you if it surprises you. Right now, Auburn's locked in at nine. Guess what the Alabama-Mississippi State line is? You won't ever guess this one.
1: Fourteen.
0: Nope. 30 and Is a half. Over 20? 30 and a half. What? Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: What?
0: 30 and a half. And, I mean, Mississippi State coming off a huge win against Kentucky, or uh, A&M figured out how to move the ball, play some defense. But give me the 30 and a half right now, Mississippi State. I'll take it right now. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's a lot of points. Alabama, this is an offense that put together ten points last night. Put them thirty point favorites. I just don't know. I mean, that seems high to me. Um let's go guess what? Tennessee and Kentucky and and Knoxville the line is.
1: Uh I'd say Tennessee at seven. Fifteen. Well, 15, okay. Yeah, and
0: Florida, South Carolina, in the swamp.
1: Florida, ten-point favorite.
0: Fifteen. Fifteen. LSU, yeah. Arkansas, in Arkansas, not game. Uh, LSU, five-point favorite. Seven. You're close. Um, here's one that's shocking: Stanford at Oregon. Ooh. Oregon three-point favorite. No, Stanford's a three and a half point favorite. Oh. All right, Quinn, you're gonna love this one: Notre Dame and Army.
1: Ooh. Uh, Notre Dame two and a half point favorite.
0: They're eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven
1: point table.
0: Oh, wow. But I mean these lines now, Vegas, and here's the deal. We can disagree with them all we want to, but this is where people get in trouble betting football games. You you look at this and you're like, Wow, Mississippi State, I get thirty and a half, it's because they're gonna lose thirty eight to three in Tuscaloosa. That's and people just don't think of it that way. Like Mississippi State's defense is not very good and Alabama's defense is world-class. So I think that's why that line's so high, and I think a lot of people will bet on Mississippi State and take those points, and they'll probably lose, Quinn. A lot of people will take Georgia nine points after Auburn struggled against Vanderbilt, but kind of saw that coming. Uh, Auburn should walk the dog, so to speak, and uh, take care of business, but... Let's just look in the future a little bit, if we can. Just imagine that Auburn does beat Georgia and Alabama A and M. I mean, the Iron Bowl could be something special, with a chance for either team to go to Atlanta. The winner goes to Atlanta with a chance to go to the playoffs. Is that not sweet? I mean, is that not what every Iron Bowl should be like? That's that's amazing.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Uh... Everyone's already chalking Alabama in, so I like that, because if Auburn beats Georgia, then I think Auburn could have a good chance. I I probably won't say that Auburn will win,
0: but I think Auburn could beat Alabama. Yeah, they're very beautiful. Auburn matches up with them very well. And I think one place that gets overlooked in this game is the field goal kickers. Alabama can't kick a 20-yard field goal without people holding their breath and it barely getting in there. Auburn can cross midfield and be in field goal range. So I think that's huge in this game that, that nobody will talk about, nobody will say as much. But when you have two evenly matched teams, I think Auburn's got enough offense to move the ball on Bama enough to score some points, not a lot, but some. But I think Auburn's defense matches up very well with Alabama, what they try to do, because of the defense is front seven and the way they can break anybody. I just think it's going to be a dogfight. But with that much on the line, you know, Alabama always loses a regular season game. And the fact they haven't yet just increases Auburn's opportunity and chance to cover that and pull that it off. It would be sweet double-digit favorite in that game, there's no doubt about it. But we'll see. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves and stay on track. But the is yeah. going to come out. And Louisville, Bobby Petrino's coach, or Louisville's coach, Bob Petrino, was whining about style points. His team almost lost to Duke and Virginia. But, yet he was saying, well, I guess we should have blew them out. And I guess we should have put Stephanie on Florida State. No, you, you almost lost those games, the two that you almost you can't say you didn't know or you did run the score. I know you were driving to win the game at the very end. He acted like it will be by 40. Come on, Bobby Petrino. But the bottom line is you don't play anybody. And there's no way Louisville's in a con- – the more I think about it, the more I realize Louisville has no chance, Quinn, to get in. Unless Clemson with Deshaun Watson, the guy gets hurt and he loses – um, just say Clemson gets into that ACC championship game with one loss and just say they, they lose it or something and gives them two losses, that's the only way Louisville gets in. The ACC is not getting two teams in. The only two teams that have a sh- two conferences are the Big Ten and the SEC. There is a scenario, Quinn, that if Alabama were to lose to Auburn in that Iron Bowl and Auburn win the SEC, that Alabama and Auburn could both be in the playoffs. That is a possibility. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, that very well could happen. <laughs> That's crazy that that could happen. I, I wonder how they would put them in. I wonder
0: if. It'd be three and four. That would be Alabama would be four, and uh, Auburn would be three. And, uh,
1: Imagine if that happened then they might in the national championship game.
0: And they would, probably. They would. They would. <laughs> but uh, Clemson only has Pittsburgh left to go at home and Wake Forest on the road. So are you, do you think So the, the Coastal Division with North Carolina is leading it, Virginia Tech, they're tied for first right now. I can't remember who beat who. I think Virginia Tech Virginia beat North Tech Carolina. Virginia Okay, so Virginia Tech holds a tiebreaker in that. Miami, two and three, they're out of it. Get them off my screen. Pittsburgh, get them out. Georgia Tech, they suck. Virginia sucks. Duke sucks. I don't know how Jonathan's talking about that being like the one of the best divisions of football. I mean, North Carolina and Virginia Tech, I mean, they suck. Well, Do they not? I, I wish Jonathan was yeah. here to defend himself in his conference, but that coastal division is pretty bad.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, Virginia Tech could give Clemson some troubles in the conference championship game. I, I don't think that'll be a blowout game for Clemson. But.
0: Yeah. yeah, but just imagine that scenario, Clemson. What happens if Clemson runs the table and they lose that game to North Carolina, a two- or three-loss team? They're done. I think they're out. But do you put yeah, Louisville in? They didn't even win, they didn't even win their division. But who do you put in? That's that's what's going to be the problem. Clemson could probably lose that ACC championship game and still be in the playoff.
1: Well, if they lost, and they feel that, that could be the case, where whoever loses the game between Ohio State and Michigan might sneak in. So. That's if Ohio State well, beats Michigan. No, if Ohio yeah. State beats Michigan and Michigan's out looking in, and Clemson loses the champ- conference championship game, it could be two Big Ten teams <laughs> and two ACC teams. <laughs>
0: Wouldn't that be crazy, man? <laughs> You're right. I mean, that's if Michigan lost a close game on the road at Ohio State, and that's their only loss. And Clemson lost to North Carolina or Virginia Tech. It's over. I mean, like Louisville doesn't – the ACC gets – they get disrespected and they get left out. That would be a true – you could have – Ohio State would be the one seed playing Alabama four, and then you'd have Michigan and Auburn two and three. How great would that be? My God, that would be phenomenal. That would be – something that, that would give me a good Christmas present right there because I guarantee you I'm going to the playoff game this year and I'm going to the national championship if Auburn makes it. So there's, there's no doubt about that. I'll be at both yeah, of those that... games. But we're getting, ahead, we're getting ahead of ourselves, and that's what happens. That's why it's so fun to be a college football fan because, you know what, it's okay to to get ahead of yourself in the it, Quinn. It's okay. yeah. I'm still waiting for the stupid AP poll to come out. Okay, it's, it's. I think it's out. Okay, Auburn is number eight in the. Let's go to the AP and let's compare. I think these are identical, close to identical, not really. So the AP poll, Bama and Clemson. Bama's number one in both polls. But in the AP poll, Michigan is number two, where Clemson's number two oh, wow. in the coaches. Clemson's three at three in the AP. Washington's four in both polls. Louisville's five in the AP ahead of Ohio State. That that kind of surprises me a little bit, Quinn. That Louisville was able to, after Ohio State beat a top ten team by sixty, uh, Louisville stays ahead of them.
1: Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> forgot about Washington. We forgot that Washington, if they if they went out, they would be in the playoff.
0: I totally oh, forgot yeah. about Washington, but you know why this is a good open because you forgot about them that means they're not gonna go into the field. okay <laughs> they play u s c they they play u s c this weekend coming up um let me see that early spread on that game if there is one, let's see Washington pac twelve games Washington's a seven and a half point favorite over Southern California. I'm telling you, Jason Humphrey's with me on this, too, that USC could beat them. They could. And at Washington State, at Washington State, Quinn, at the end of the season, and then if they do survive that undefeated, they have to play Colorado or USC, depending on who wins it, or Utah. So that's not a gimme either. So you play, Yeah. Colorado's a good good football team right now. They're playing good football. And, And another good thing is, they haven't played them this year yet. Washington did not play Colorado, so that would be a first-time neutral field. Um, so I don't, I don't think they, I don't think Washington can handle that pressure because right now it's. Have you been there before? And Washington's never been in this situation where they're being talked about, where they're being like, "Wow, look at us!" But here's the deal: Washington, Washington State's undefeated in that conference as well. Think about it. How strong is the Pac-12 when Washington State is undefeated?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I think Washington State's just significantly improved. But yeah, Oregon's down and and Stanford are down, which really helps Washington State.
0: Uh, UCLA is one in five in conference. They were supposed to be one of the winners of the South. Three and six yeah. overall. Arizona State's Arizona State's a train wreck. Uh, two and four in conference, five and four. But let's let's go back to that A P poll just a second. And uh whoops, I went too far. Uh here we go. Uh Oklahoma comes in at nine. A and M fell to ten in the A P. They didn't fall to eleven like they did in the coaches poll. Penn State's at twelve. The coaches have Penn State fourteen. Uh Western Michigan in the coaches poll is twenty one but the AP has them at 14. So why the big difference? Usually there's not a seven-point difference in in rankings between the coaches and AP. Are the coaches not watching Western Michigan and realizing that's a good football team? Because I really feel Western Michigan is a pretty good football team, and they're deserving of that 14th ranking right now.
1: Yeah, the, I just don't think the coaches have time to really watch the games. I don't know why they have a coaches poll. The coaches are – really too busy watching their team and preparing their team to play whoever they're gonna play. Yeah.
0: see so, and you're telling me at least Paul that you're saying a six and two Baylor team is better than a I think a six and three uh, Arkansas team right now. Arkansas six and three Top ten losses, really. Baylor gets beat by forty at home, yet they're they're ahead of Arkansas right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think Arkansas Baylor, could beat them. Baylor sucks. I mean, I watched them yesterday, and I think I mean seriously. And I'm not saying that to be. If you're a Baylor fan out there, you can't call in right now because I won't let you unless you know we're talking now. You don't know we're even having a show, but. It just kills me to see that these pollsters still, still think. And I don't know, Boise State. You lose to Wyoming. Get out of here, you know. Get off my screen. You're not. You're not a good team. Get out of here. But the but the AP has Virginia Tech all the way up to 18. North Carolina. How is North Carolina at 15? Quinn, with the same record as Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's at 18, and they beat them. God.
1: That's a good question. I don't know why. I don't know.
0: I don't either. But we'll see you tomorrow night. I, is there a chance? And tell me this: Is there a chance that Auburn can move up ahead of Wisconsin in the poll, in the coaches or the committee poll?
1: Mm, there might be, but the way the way just that Auburn played against Vanderbilt, I I. I think Wisconsin will
0: stay ahead of them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you are correct on that one. Uh Wisconsin went on the road and covered the spread against a tough northwestern team has been playing well. Yeah, and they took care of business. Well, let's let's talk about those Florida Gators. Those Florida Gators, you know, they locked up they, they they locked up the East everybody was talking about. How they're going to Atlanta. Well, now the favorite to get to Atlanta is Tennessee. So what's standing in Tennessee's way is Kentucky, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. Okay, (laughs) those three teams, I see no problem with Tennessee winning out. Now the question comes, can Florida go to LSU Quinn and and knock them off? No, I don't think so. (laughs) If,
1: If LSU hasn't quit, and I don't think they have. I think I think LSU is gonna win by quite by quite a bit. Florida's defense got shown that they're not as good as what everyone thought they were, and their offense is atrocious. Uh, I think LSU probably won't even let them even score a point.
0: Well, here you go. Florida's still 16th in the coaches' poll, and they're. They're 22nd in the AP. How in the hell are they number 16 in the coaches poll? What are they smoking over there? Oh, man. <laughs> hey, speaking the speaking coaches real quick, and then we'll break down the Florida game. Did you see Tommy Tuberville's, uh, he went off in a fan? <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? <laughs>
1: yeah, I saw that.
0: <laughs> he said, go to hell. And he said, get a job. He said, he said it twice. He told that guy to go get a job twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man let's talk about that mighty gator offense and defense What's let's, let's look 31 10 the final 21 to seven at halftime florida found a field goal in the fourth quarter and arkansas made the adjustments dominated them florida's only touchdown of the game was a pick six only touchdown. yeah no luke yeah. Del rio Remember, they were down the whole game. So 19 to 37, 229 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions. You know, his passer rating was 6.4. I don't think I threw one that low. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's well, I'll, I'll give you good an
0: example. At... Austin, Allen, Austin Allen was 62.3, but Luke Del Rio's quarterback rating was 6.4, meaning he didn't throw a pass over two yards the entire game, I don't think. Um, anyway, they, they suck But rushing the football I'm trying to get to the team stats. Uh, Rushing the football is a team Okay uh, What a disaster, man I don't know if you noticed They run for, what, 12 yards? Was that it?
1: Seriously?
0: Yeah, it was uh, i trying to pull it up uh, Rushing the ball, here we go Alright, Mark Thompson Had 19 yards on three carries Scarlett had five fifteen yards on five carries. So that's thirty four yards, Quinn. They had three yards. Lamikel Terrine, three carries for three yards. Luke Del Rio, three carries for negative twenty five yards for a total of fourteen carries and twelve <laughs> yards. That's so bad. And they're gonna run all and this is and here's a rushing defense. Arkansas is not good against the run, as we know. Auburn put up five hundred on them rushing. Yeah, and Florida put up twelve. Okay, now here's Arkansas stats: they fifteen of twenty-six passing, two hundred forty-three yards, a touchdown, and a pick. But here's the big difference: is Raleigh Williams, the third twenty-six carries, one hundred forty-eight yards, two touchdowns. They rest rush for two hundred twenty-three yards. And they threw for 243, so they, they put up a good close to 500 yards of offense. Florida had 240 yards of offense, man, 240 yards of offense in that game. How terrible is the SEC East right now? When it comes to Florida, there's no way they can go into Baton Rouge and win that game. Are you kidding me? Are you joking with me right now? You rush for 12 yards on Arkansas, and now you're going to go to Death Valley and try to do it? Alabama could even find a crease in that defense last night hardly until that one drive. So how is Florida going to find the balls to, to get up and, and beat Arkansas or to beat LSU? Because Tennessee is going to the SEC championship game.
1: Yeah, I, I think Fournette will run all over them. Yeah, it's going to be bad for Florida in that game, I think. It could get very bad. They just, they just aren't very good, and and they benefit off of being in a weak division
0: when they suck. I mean, they <laughs> they're terrible. If you put them in the SEC West, they're dead last. I guarantee you that. If they played Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, I mean, teams like that, you saw what the next-to-last team in the SEC West did to them, they just spanked them by 21 points. It wasn't even a ball game. If you watch that game, it was never a game. Not one time did I look at that game and say, this is close except on the kickoff. That's when I realized we were at a close game when it was 0-0. Florida never had the lead in this game. They never sniffed the end zone, never came close except on that pick six. So, Florida, we can both agree, regardless of what happens, they're not going to the they're not even if they won the s e c they're not going to the playoff- are we safe to say that right now? Just say Florida yeah. wins out uh they beat Alabama. they're still not strong enough to go past Alabama. Would you agree with that? I agree, yeah, they're terrible man. They're terrible. Yeah. And let's uh, let's talk about that Nebraska Ohio State game real quick. Uh, Nebraska come in a top ten team. We I've been saying it for weeks. This team's not that good. They're not a top ten team. We question why the committee even put them in the top ten since they haven't had a win over a ranked opponent. Well, they played a ranked opponent last night and lost by 59 points. They were outscored 31 to nothing. 31-3 to in the first half and 31 nothing in the second. I know their quarterback went out, Quinn, but that didn't matter. It was J.T. Barrett, 290 yards and four touchdowns. Just too much speed. And that's what we were talking about on the show Wednesday night or whenever we did it. There's too much speed on that Ohio State, Ohio State team for Nebraska. And I never thought they'd win by 59, but Ohio State seemed to – I think Urban Meyer knew that he needed to send a message because they did lose the game to Penn State. That was Urban Meyer's message that, hey, don't forget about us right now. We are a good football team. I think that's Urban Meyer, why he did last night.
1: Yeah, that was ugly. I was just checking the score of it. I didn't really watch much of it, but,
0: yeah, it was real bad. Well, we can go to the stats. I mean, I love stats. I don't know how many stats you can get with 62-3 to three for Nebraska. Let's see. They threw total 9 of 33 for 126 yards. 9 of 33,
1: Quinn. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Joe, Joe,
0: Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow, Ohio State's quarterback, was 6 of 6 for 62 yards. He almost outpassed the whole entire Nebraska team. And uh, rushing the football, Nebraska had 78 yards rushing, 126 passing, and uh, they didn't they didn't turn the ball over really. Or they threw yeah they threw a couple picks, but Ohio State was perfect, and they had a, a lot of people. They had about ten people catch a pass last night, and uh, just a very good performance out of Ohio State. To me, I think the committee. Recognizes that okay, Ohio State beat a top ten team by fifty nine points, and I think Ohio State's probably the biggest mover out of all of them. I know the committee will not have Louisville ahead of Ohio State at all. I mean, that's that's not even possible. Yeah, I I agree with that. So we'll see in the NFL right now going on. Um, we haven't talked much about it, but I'm gonna update you on some scores right quick as we take a little break. We don't have Jonathan here talking talking all his stuff, so he takes up some time where we can actually breathe a little bit. Kansas City's up thirteen to seven on Jacksonville, Detroit ten to nine over Minnesota right now, the Giants twenty eight to seventeen over the Eagles, the Cowboys running away in Cleveland thirty five to ten. The Dolphins seventeen to thirteen over the Jets right now. Ten to nothing the Ravens over Pitt, and that's all the games for the. So Cam Newton goes out west of the Rams. You know Cam's like a Hollywood kind of guy. Quinn, how does he do today on the road at, at the Rams?
1: Well, the Rams have a pretty good defense, but I think Cam will do. All... I think Cam will do all right. I think Carolina will win that game. They have
0: to. Stay. You know, as bad as they played this year, if they win today, they're only two games back of Atlanta. That's all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, all these divisions in the NFL don't seem to be that good this year. Honestly, I was looking at them,
0: and none of them seem to be that good. No, they're not. And uh, it's just some boring football games right now. The ratings are down because, I mean, people say it's the the election and all this stuff or Colin Kaepernick. It's because the games suck. I mean, the NFL, we spend 95% of our time talking college football, but we don't talk about the NFL much because it's just not that good of a product right now. It's just, there's not any dominant teams anymore. Dallas is the only story keeping the NFL alive right now. Had a, If it wasn't for Dallas, soap operas would have higher ratings than the NFL right now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. That, Seriously. Yeah.
1: yeah, the product right. on the field, and, and, and I think that uh, the election, too, is kind of taking away ratings. And then I know some people who aren't watching because of the concussion movie that came out. My dad doesn't even watch the NFL really anymore because of that reason. So I think, I think it's a bunch of reasons, but yeah, I think the big ones are the elections and probably
0: the product on the field. Yeah, In college, you get a good product every, every time you watch it. It's, So let's talk about the battle of Alabama and LSU last night. Ed Orgeron, the the Muppet, uh, the mascot he is, came out and did a dominant performance and lost ten to nothing to Alabama. Now let's look at some stats here. Stats don't lie, okay? Fournette, seventeen carries for (laughs) thirty-five yards. Um, Quinn, you were right on that. Even receiving, he only had eight. So. Uh, Jonathan's 150 was off right there. I think he's at 150 yards, but I can't remember. But Fournette got shut down, which meant bad news for uh, LSU, right? If you can't get Fournette going the best player on the field, you have no chance to beat Alabama. And Alabama just limited him and shut him down and won the game. Jalen Hurts had 107 yards passing, but he did have 114 yard rushing. But my question to you is, Quinn, I think Alabama is going to get bitten, whether it be by Alabama or in the playoffs because of their inability to run the football. I do not, and you heard him mention it last night in that game about they need Travis Henry, they need or Derek Henry, they need Henry back. Well, they don't have Henry right now, and I think that's going to hurt them against a rival game Auburn or somebody like Michigan or Ohio State, somebody that can match up with them uh, with a dynamic quarterback and I think Alabama could be in trouble. I don't think Alabama's good enough to win a championship this year with that team they're playing with right now.
1: Yeah, and I and I didn't realize until this game that Bama doesn't really throw, throw it down the field. They throw a lot of screens, a lot of short passes, and it was getting them nowhere um, against the LSU defense and i think it just showed that they're scared to have hurts throw it down the field which which in, which i think hurts bama's running game because team teams are knowing that they probably won't get hurt down the field i mean i don't know how many passes hurts threw which were 20 plus yards maybe one or two passes <laughs> Well, the thing is, every
0: time he throws one, it goes 20 yards out of bounds over everybody's head. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's just – that's really just where Hurts struggles the most, which I'm sure we'll get better at through the years. But, yeah, just I think that's what's really hurting Bama's running game is their passing game.
0: Yep, everybody's crowding the box, aren't they?
1: Yeah. And uh, they're waiting for either a screen pass or a run, and it's not really getting them anywhere when they play a good, de- a really good defense.
0: Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that hurts. I mean, and I think their game plan against Auburn will be to go deep on them a few times to see if they can connect. But I, but I really think Auburn can, can move the ball on Alabama between the tackles. I believe Auburn can do some play action passes real quick over the middle. And I believe Auburn can kick field goals with the best of them. So, I mean, this Alabama team doesn't scare me. It doesn't scare LSU. It doesn't scare Auburn. I don't think it scared Ole Miss, but Ole Miss's defense is bad. This was the first defense that Alabama's played this year that was very good. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, and Auburn's not a pro-style offense. I said LSU the way LSU play offense played right into Alabama, and that's what it did. They play a pro-style offense. run. They try and run it right down their throat. Uh, Auburn, Auburn's not going to do that exactly. They're going to show Alabama a lot of looks, and then Auburn also goes no huddle, so Alabama's not going to have time to sub all the time. So just Auburn is a whole different offense. They give them a, a lot of different looks.
0: Yeah, it's, you were right. You nailed that offensive production down, and wow. I mean, I thought LSU would be able to move the ball a little better, honestly, this game being at home with less miles gone, but boy, was I wrong. And uh, But the score was close. 10 nothing was was a close game. You know, I heard some Bama fans talking about blowing LSU out, and I'm like, eh, I just don't see you blowing them out because of the offense that Alabama runs, and – and I get it, Alabama's field position last night was bad at times, but, you know, it is what it is. That You have to win every game. Alabama's won every game so far, and I'm sure they'll take it. They're going to take that win, and they're going to move on to Auburn, and we'll see what happens with that. Speaking of Auburn, 23-16 to win over Vanderbilt. John Franklin III started this game. Um, everything was going good for uh, – John Franklin and the offense until he fumbled the football, and once he fumbled, instead of going up 14 to three, it allowed Vanderbilt to score uh, Quinn, and we were going to halftime with a 13 to 10 deficit. It's not like just Franklin sucked all day, like people were acting like he had one bad play that that really hurt the momentum. And I just think that's what what swung it, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it did, and his really, and the and the play calling uh, got kind of hindered because uh, I still don't think they fully trust in his throwing ability. So when they got in third at lo- third and lo- third and longs, it kind of hurt. But yeah, I'd say I thought Franklin didn't play that bad, like people were saying.
0: I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were about to go up 14 to 3. And uh, had Auburn gone up 14 to 3, you would have never seen Sean White and you would have never seen Cam Petway get injured. And here's a beast that I don't know what's wrong with him. I'm hearing it's nothing severe to keep him out, but I don't know. I mean, that looked like a, a knee or something. I thought it was a cramp at first, but I don't know. Cam Petway. Should have scored a touchdown. He came up lame. We have to settle for a field goal, and the guy is offsides. He jumps over the, the left guard's head and blocks a field goal, which I didn't even think you could do that anymore. But uh, that game, Auburn controlled it for the most part in the second half, but Vanderbilt just never went away. And I'm tired of hearing people talking about Petway's fumble. That that was a fumble. His butt was on the ground and uh, review the replay got it right. And people are, are blaming, you know, the referees for Vanderbilt losing now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was close. I think the biggest people have with it is they didn't think it was indisputable evidence to overturn it, but it was really close. I, I mean, I don't – I think it was so close that people shouldn't really have a problem with it being overturned.
0: Oh, they do. And I don't know, did you listen to the commentators yesterday in that game?
1: Yeah, they were kind of biased towards
0: Vanderbilt. Kind of? (laughs) It was so bad I had to tweet tweet ESPN and the idiots running the thing telling them how bad he is. I told them, I said, fire this guy, give me the money, give me half of his salary, and I'll increase your rating. How about that, ESPN? (laughs) This guy was about to lose his mind because they overturned that fumble. I thought he had money on Vanderbilt or something to win the game, and like he lost his money or something. And then that fourth down and what? Fourth down and 18 play that Vanderbilt got where we tipped the ball up in the air and they caught it to, to keep the game going a little bit longer. I just don't think that game was as close as what the score represented.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was either. And I th- I think if Sean White started that game, uh, I I think it would have been a blowout.
0: Yeah, I'm not buying the whole Sean White injury thing banged up. I think Auburn and the coaches and the players, they overlooked Vanderbilt.
1: I think that was part of it, yeah. Because they really came out and played in the second half. Yeah, I just felt they didn't. I felt they didn't show up the first half, which I I think their mind was in a different place. Plus, Auburn always seems to struggle at noon games uh, at home.
0: Yeah, especially coming off a night win, a big win like they've done the last several weeks have been, you know, they've been playing at a different level, and then you you can't play, you can't you can't execute at that level every game. I mean, it's just unheard of. That's why you have to be good enough to win and lucky enough to win on those games that you don't, you know, that you can't execute all the way. You're going to have struggles, but I think that's the end of Auburn's struggles right there. I think from now on, Georgia's about to, to get it ran up their butt Saturday, and then you got a, you play Alabama, A&M and then you got Alabama, so it's going to be fun. If Auburn can beat Georgia, I think they will. I think this team has a chance to to be the second two two-loss team in a in a championship. but no, no two lost teams ever made the playoffs, but I remember LSU got in with two losses and won the BCS championship. Kinda of reminds me of this Auburn team right here.
1: Yeah, we'll see and we'll see hopefully they can get my Georgia and then we'll see what they can do against Alabama.
0: Well, worst case scenario, like say we beat Georgia and we lose to Bama, that A and M loss was so big yesterday because of positioning in the SEC for Bowls. So if Auburn comes into Tuscaloosa with one loss in the SEC and they lose that, I think I think Auburn's going to be your number two in the SEC regardless. I think they're going to be that team that gets the top tier New Year's Eve or New Year's Day six game. So. Auburn in the Sugar Bowl possibly or some other bigger game, bigger matchup because of that. Because
1: yeah. of the loss. Yeah, I agree. But but I really feel like this, Um, like if Auburn can get us Georgia, I just feel like it might be like their destiny to go beat Panama and win the SEC <laughs> championship game. Like it's it's just all been lining up. Like, I do
0: not think yep. they would
1: be in this position after September.
0: Nobody but, did. If you had a brain you didn't think that because most teams don't I mean, we hadn't even got into the heart of our schedule yet. We're one and two. <laughs> and uh it just didn't look good. I mean I was I was hopeful for a after the A and M game, I went through our schedule and I tried to find six wins, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I remember I thought Vandy, so that would give us three wins. Uh, Who do we play after A&M? We play somebody. Do we play somebody bad?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. uh, Monroe, I think. Uh,
0: Yeah, Monroe, so there's four. Um, A&M, Alabama A&M, that is, was five. But when you look at the remaining of the schedule – so there's Vandy Monroe and a and M's five. That means you have to beat Georgia on the road, you have to beat Ole Miss on the road, you have to beat Arkansas, you have to beat LSU, you have to beat Bama, and uh who am I missing here?
1: Mississippi State.
0: Mississippi State and uh Vanderbilt. So or I already had yeah. Vanderbilt. So there's Yeah. So we have to we have, we have to find two wins out of those games, and that's not easy to do. Uh, Georgia, especially when Georgia and Bama and Ole Miss are on the road, you're not thinking any of those. So you're thinking you have to beat Arkansas at home or LSU at home. You had to pull the upset off to become bowl eligible. Well, here we are, seven and two, favored nine points over Georgia. It would give us eight wins, Alabama and M nine wins. I mean, with a even with a loss to Bama. In a, in a New Year's Day win, we're a 10-win team. Nobody expected that. And for that, I would say probably Gus Malzahn and his staff deserve a lot of credit for for being able to develop players, not only develop them, but get them to keep fighting hard being one and two. Because they could have thrown in the towel. They come out and they beat LSU, and it kind of turned the fortunes, didn't it? I mean, Auburn, had they lost to the LSU, I don't, I don't know if they'd have won all these games or not. I mean, you can't predict the future, but the momentum has been with Auburn. But the best thing to happen to Auburn, Quinn, was yesterday. That was the best thing to happen yesterday because it cleared up. If there was a quarterback controversy, If I don't think there was, but there's no doubt the leader of that team is Sean White. And it showed that if you don't play your best, you can lose on any day. But Auburn found a way to win. When the game was on the line, they needed to make plays. They made the plays. And uh, I don't know if Vanderbilt's going to get the bowl game. Do you know, the? let's look at their schedule and see. The, on the remaining they you have at Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. I, right now with four wins, I don't think Vanderbilt goes bowling. They'll, they may be, I doubt they'll beat Missouri on the road. They're not going to beat Ole Miss, and they're not going to beat Tennessee. Would you agree they lose their next three?
1: Uh, I think they may be able to beat Missouri, but yeah, I don't think they can beat Ole Miss or Tennessee. Yeah, let's
0: look at the West standings. We have Alabama six and 9 and zero overall. Auburn five and one in conference, seven and two overall. Third place A and M four and two, seven and two overall. LSU three and two in the conference, five and three overall. Arkansas two and three, six and three overall. Mississippi State, I don't think they're going to make it two and three and four and five right now. And Ole Miss, one and four in conference, four and five overall. I think they do make a bowl game. But let's let's just look at the, the bowl teams. You have Florida is going to make a bowl. Kentucky should maybe make a bowl. Georgia is going to make a bowl. South Carolina could make a bowl. Let's look at South Carolina and see if they can make a bowl game at five and four right now. They play Florida on the road. They play Western Carolina and Clemson. So, South Carolina is going to make a bowl game. They're going to be six wins. So, that means that everybody in the East, probably five teams out of seven make a bowl. And in the SEC West, six out of seven will make a bowl. That's a pretty good number, isn't it? Eleven teams out of 14 bowl eligible.
1: Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's really good. But... I could see a lot of those East teams losing their bowl games.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could, too. Yeah, I could, too. Hopefully they'll be playing these December 12th games or something where they play in these sorry schools and then get some wins. But here's the SEC power <laughs> ranking by by ESPN today. Alabama number one, Auburn number two, A&M number three, LSU four, Arkansas five, Florida six. Tennessee 7, Ole Miss 8, Georgia 9, Mississippi State 10, Kentucky 11, South Carolina 12, Vanderbilt 13, and Missouri 14. Any disagreement in there? Mm, no. I have a problem with Florida and Tennessee being ahead of Ole Miss, even though the losses, I, I don't think Florida and Tennessee could beat Ole Miss. I'd agree with that.
1: Um Maybe Tennessee could,
0: but, yeah, I, I don't think Florida would. Tennessee yesterday, 55 to nothing over Tennessee Tech. John Kelly replaced Hurd, got 104 yards, a 73-yard touchdown. And, uh, God, if they just beat South Carolina, right, if they'd just beaten South Carolina last week, Tennessee would be in the driver's seat all the way to Atlanta. But they just have to hope and pray hope and pray. Let's look at Florida's schedule real quick.
1: South Carolina this is what I love might,
0: actually, might actually be able to
1: beat Florida. They might have a shot.
0: Yeah, I mean, the reason you say that is because of Florida's offense, correct? Yeah. And the defense looked like it had some holes in it, right?
1: Yeah. Well, here's, they played South Carolina Florida.
0: Presbyterian. They, they played South Carolina and Presbyterian was canceled, so they don't get that win. They got to go to Baton Rouge November 19th, and they got to go to Florida State the 26th. So uh, you're dead, Florida. Let's put a fork in you. I'm going to put a fork in them now, right now. And even even last week when Tennessee lost to South Carolina, what was I saying, Quinn? Florida can't beat a West team, so Tennessee. All you need to do is win out and hope Georgia beats Kentucky, and you're in. Well, Georgia beat Kentucky, Arkansas beat Florida, and LSU's next when they play in that game. South Carolina could beat them, like you said. I don't know. I don't know how Florida responds to that. Because in their mind, do you think they they think they can go to LSU and win? You think after that yesterday, after getting dominated by the fifth team in the West, 31 to 10, you really want to try to score on LSU?
1: No. Well, if they don't believe they can win, then they're really in trouble. If you don't believe you can win, then
0: you've already lost may we'll have to see if Jason wants to call in Jason last night. I got some questions about his video. Did you see Jason's video?
1: No, I'm sure it was re- I'm sure it was depressing i I thought u s c would cover that spread, and they did <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, some people in our pickham and Pigskin that picked Oregon to win. I think Dustin Porterfield and Jason Humphrey. And I'm like, what do you mean they're gonna win Oregon, really? <laughs> he was, he said Oregon sucked a uh, hundred times. He said we suck, we suck, we suck. That's all he said for fifteen minutes. We suck, we suck, we suck. Well, maybe they do, but uh, probably but hope they, so they don't much. be. It'll do beat Stanford this week, it's really going to be bad for Oregon because, you know, where is the bowl for them? I mean, we, we talk about it. Where is the bowl for Oregon?
1: Are they I mean, out of the bowl? Uh, could they still get to a bowl game? Well,
0: let's find out. Hold on, let me pull them up. They're pretty bad. I, but I got to talk about them because Jason's a big part of this show. He He calls in and. I think he gets stressed because of this show. When his team loses, he feels like that we're going to give him hell about it. They're three and six overall, one and five in the Pac-12 right now. So let's look at the remaining schedule for Oregon. <laughs> uh, if they lose to Oregon, if they lose to Oregon State, he, he's going to die. I mean, you won't see him again. So they they've won three games. They've got to win these next three games to be bowl eligible. They have to beat Stanford. They have to beat Utah in Utah, and they have to beat Oregon State on the road. So, I'm going to guess right now that uh, no. <laughs> they,
1: they could lose out. Could lose out.
0: I I think if they'll they lose Louis to Oregon they State, little brother. He calls them little brother all the time. <laughs> and uh, if he loses to them, it's like – Auburn beating Alabama in his, in his mind. Like, uh, I mean, Oregon State's bad. They're real bad, too. If they went on the road and lost the Civil War, that would mean they would – and he wants Mike Helfrich or Mark, whatever. I don't even know his name. That's how bad the damn coach is. If you think Helfrich needs to be the coach there, you lose – the, here's the, here's the five-game losing streak, okay, Nebraska, Colorado, Washington State, Washington Like okay. That's – all those are big ls they they're lucky to beat Virginia. I don't know how they beat Virginia, and then they played u c davis beat them by what twenty five so that was that that's who they beat u c davis Virginia, and Arizona state. that's who they beat this year
1: yeah, and i i I think they could beat Oregon State, but I think they lose to Stanford and and they lose to and they lose to Utah.
0: And you know I can't let you out of here without talking about Indiana Notre or uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. What? What in the world, man? Losing to Navy. It's just what is going on. What? What are the what are the Notre, what are the Notre Dame people talking about right now? What are the fans thinking about Brian Kelly?
1: They
0: don't. They're not as big as fans
1: right now, that's for sure. It's just another another way they found a way to lose. They 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 couldn't stop Navy on third downs. Navy would be in the third and five or third and six and would get it. They they got the last drive of the game, they got Navy to a fourth down and six. Navy went for it and got it. And just feel the game a little like Vanderbilt. A little like Vanderbilt against
0: Auburn. (laughs) A little like Vanderbilt, didn't it? So uh, (laughs) so hold on, let's go. Notre Dame has beaten Nevada this year, they've beaten Syracuse, and they beat Miami by three. I mean, think about that, Quinn. That's that's not good for Notre Dame and how do they become bowl eligible? They've got to win their next three games. They've got to beat Army, Virginia Tech, and at Southern Cal. Do you see any way you win all three of those? I really don't. I think they beat
1: Army, and I think they lose to Virginia Tech and USC.
0: So they would go 4-8. When's the last time a Notre Dame team has been that bad? When's the last time they've been like that? Because let's look at their losses. They lost – to Texas fifty to forty seven on the road by three points. They lost by eight to Michigan State, which that's looking like a very bad loss now. I mean that, that Michigan State loss was bad. They lost to Duke by three. They lost to North Carolina State by seven in a hurricane. And they lost to Stanford by ten or seven, which was a bad loss. It's just these losses in the Navy twenty eight, twenty seven, they're just not good. I mean the Michigan State and Texas loss just killed them right off the bat, and they haven't been able to to come back from that. And uh, when's the last time a Notre Dame team's finished this bad? Oh,
1: I think with Willingham, they went three and nine, or <laughs> with Weiss, it, it was really bad with with those two. But it's just weird with Brian Kelly because he's not that bad. He's not a bad coach. It's just been a really no. odd year. Like, like I think next year they could p- completely turn it around. I mean, I could see if they were getting blown out in these games and they just gave up on them, but they're not getting blown out. It, it's it, it's really odd, <laughs> and and I think they keep them around next year, and uh and it. it and see if he turns it around. If he turns it around, then he'll be safe next year. But yeah, just this year has been really, really odd.
0: It's just hard to. How is uh? Now here's something that's got me all shook up right now. How is a And M a twenty point favorite over Ole Miss? That's something wrong. That's not right.
1: Vegas must know something we don't, because that line. Auburn's up to nine
0: and a half right now. Auburn's up to nine and a half. A&M 20. A&M couldn't tackle my dead grandmother. Do
1: they just think Ole Miss is going to go into that game uninspired?
0: Because they, they were getting the piss beat out of them by Georgia Southern yesterday. Georgia Southern was beating. Remember what we talked about? Is Georgia Southern runs the ball so well that I was worried about Ole Miss twenty point favorite. Give me Ole Miss and I'll put my house on that one. I'm I'm gonna put the mortgage on. I'm gonna I'm gonna take my half a million dollar home and and put it on A and M to not cover that game. You, you think my wife would let me do that? Probably not
1: But the thing is If if Ole Miss plays Uninspired at first And A&M gets a big lead Ole Miss doesn't have the defense To get themselves back In the game So if Ole Ole Miss comes out Flat uh, They could be in some big trouble
0: Because their
1: their Defense just isn't that good
0: Quinn, something's happened. Like the opening line for Tennessee and Flor or Tennessee and Kentucky was fifteen, remember a minute ago? Yeah. It's dropped to ten it's dropped to ten and a half already. If a line drops that much, the fix is in. But oh I've never seen a line. I've never in my life. And you know all I talk about is point spreads, right? I've never yeah. would imagine. I would have put I would have put A and M a three point favorite in that game. To be twenty? There's something wrong with that. There's some there must be swag Kelly must be gonna throw the game on purpose and told the bookies about it and wanted some of the action himself, but I could someone
1: doing that.
0: Yeah, I could too. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Swag Kelly over I mean, here. He's gonna drive up in a a Mercedes after he loses a and m and get out and say thank y'all, suckers. That's why. That's why I'm saying you can't bet these games this late in the year. I mean, now you in bowl games. I'm probably about 72 percent in bowl games picking the spreads. But right now, if you're listening out there, that if I'm for sure about a game, I'll let you know. But don't when I tell you who I like, don't don't take it as and go put your mortgage payment on it and lose your marriage or home because of it. Because I'm just talking here. This is a talk show. But uh, I don't want to give anybody any bad information. But there's a a 20 points. That's just something wrong. I'm going to have to – there's no way A&M could be favored 20 points over over Ole Miss Quinn. Unless they're not – are they playing Ole Miss or is this Mississippi Junior College? Let me go back and check who they're playing <laughs> they're
1: playing Ole Miss. This may
0: playing. be last chance you. It may be last chance you. What do you think? If they play a last, they play a last chance you, man. That's what they're playing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they'd probably be a yeah, forty-point favorite against them.
0: Now they're playing Old Miss, twenty point favorite, but uh, but anyway, Quinn, we're gonna. Anything you want to talk about before we go? We'll oh, be all back I guess on the to, night.
1: Yeah, the biggest thing that concerns me about the Auburn-Bama game is the refs. I saw the refs miss some blatant calls.
0: Oh my god!
1: That, that Alabama. Like, on Alabama, how many
0: late hits? <laughs> and I've never seen this before, Quinn. These Alabama had three players get personal fouls and one LSU player did something and they all offset. How can one penalty offset three?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and that guy at LSU and, didn't
0: even do anything.
1: And then there was a blatant pass interference that didn't get called. The Alabama player was clearly holding the LSU wide receivers jersey and it didn't get called.
0: (laughs) Well, here's something I'm going to tell you, Quinn. And, you know, how much does the SEC make off? Just say if they got two teams into the playoffs, what does that do for the conference financially? But not only that, what does it do for the muscle of the SEC if they were to get two teams in?
1: Yeah, it would do a lot. That's why I think maybe maybe since Auburn, since both teams, if Auburn beats Georgia, they could be playing for a spot in the SEC championship game. Yeah. I, I, I think the refs will be more fair in that You're right game.
0: You're right. And here's what could happen, and the SEC could fix this up perfect. If if Auburn beats Alabama gives them their first loss, say Washington loses a game, we know going into it that um, it's just pandemonium right now. Well, if Auburn beats Alabama and wins the SEC, Alabama's making the playoffs, so is Auburn. You get two teams into the playoff and they play each other in the national championship game on the neutral field, could you imagine the crap storm, how much money would be? I mean, not only did you, you got two teams in. You've got two teams in this with a chance to play for a national championship. I think that's why the SEC would be fair in it, because if just if Alabama wins, you knock out Auburn. If Auburn wins, they're going to win the SEC, and they're going to be in the playoff. But it just seems like Alabama gets every call that's ever been out there. If uh, they, they almost crippled the guy last night, and the flag didn't come out. So what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll see yeah, about that. Later. But uh, all right, you gotta you gotta fight the referees and the crowd. But Alabama seems to play better on the road than they do at home. And it seems like Gus has Alabama's number the last few years. Even though the win column doesn't show it, in 2014 we put up 44 points and 650 yards in a loss. Meaning, if we this is not the same Alabama offenses in years past. This is not. They don't have the running game, the offensive line. They don't have the vertical quarterback that can keep you honest. I mean, he can hit a big pass every now and then. Who can't? But Auburn's defensive speed is good enough to hold that quarterback down, and Mississippi State may just try to break his arm or his leg if he can. You never know what Yeah. Happen. That's why you
1: – Yeah, Hur- Hurts, is, uh, Hurts' running threat is probably what – what, scare, what scares me the most because uh, Auburn can struggle against uh, running quarterbacks. So, I just hope they can contain Hurts.
0: Auburn struggles against all quarterbacks. Vanderbilt's quarterback looked like a Hall of Famer yesterday against us.
1: Well, Vandy just uh, played out of their mind. Like Those wide receivers were catching balls that uh they were probably normally never catch like there were there was some good some some good defense and they and they were just catching like everything that was thrown to them. So I just think Van Vanny just played out of their mind for the for that game for the game yesterday.
0: Well, yeah, we got we gotta give Jonathan some credit as Florida State Seminoles found a way to beat a seller dweller in the A C C so congratulations Jonathan. Congratulations. I know he's about to have a fit because they were losing and they come back and won. I wonder who Jimbo would have blamed if that lost this one. Would it be on Auburn again? Would he blame Auburn? (laughs) Well, I know Jonathan
1: wasn't too happy with the refs for some reason, so I know he wanted Jimbo to go off on the refs again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I was wanting to kill him. If I if I saw that commentator in person Last night I would have slapped him seriously Right upside his face There's no <laughs> doubt about it The guys Quinn have a good one bud Thanks for joining me We'll be back Tuesday night is the presidential election We will not be on air Tuesday night We're going to be watching Donald Trump win this election But we'll be back Wednesday night To preview the upcoming weekend So, Quinn, you have a good day, bud. You have a good week, and take care.
1: All right, you
0: too. All right.